Shakedown. My name is Ryan Forbes, a.k.a. Rainforest. Once again, I'm here on my own, and we will, once again, see if we can try and get some help for Malone to come back on the show. Uh, In the meantime, uh, I thought we would talk this week about cop shows and different cop shows and um, what they're like in prison as well. So there's a lot of different varieties of cop shows, and I am well familiar with them because, believe it or not, the most popular shows that people watch in prison are actually cop shows. Um, Not cops, because there wasn't really a channel that showed cops in prison, but I would imagine that would have been extremely popular um, if it was available to inmates. However, uh, there were the most popular show uh, by far was a cop show, and I'm going to let you guys guess. Take a second. Think about it. Think about all the different types of police dramas, police procedurals, different types of uh, police shows there are out there, and think about what the number one uh, show that inmates watch in prison, or at least in Texas prisons, are. I don't even have to go and look in the numbers. I'm sure this has never been researched But I can guarantee you from my experience, and if you ask any inmate that's come out of a Texas prison, they can probably tell you, will tell you exactly what I am about to tell you. All right. You think about it? You have a show in your mind? Okay. The number one watch TV show in prison is Law & Order SVU. That's right. The number one show that inmates love to watch is they love to watch a police show where they arrest nothing but sex offenders. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But they love it. And um, and on top of it, uh, TNT and TBS and a lot of other stations play that show nonstop. It's crazy. Like, you can watch that show all weekend long if you really want to. The amount of airtime that, sh- that gets dedicated to that show alone it's crazy. It, it, there's, I have, there's no other show that I know of that gets so much airtime. Not even the regular other Law & Order shows get so much. There is an up-and-coming one that is getting a lot more airtime that it was also extremely popular amongst the inmate population. And that one is Chicago PD. And the reason I know that is because, I mean, I mean, obviously, I knew that because I was locked up and... Um, when you're in the day room, there's two deep TVs um, blasting. Generally, there is a um, TV put on ESPN, and um, and if you so much, at, if you touch that TV or ask for a channel check on that TV, oh, you're you're just asking for a fight. Like, and I'm not talking about a verbal altercation or an issue with the officer. Uh, someone will physically want to attack you over that. Um, yeah, they, my I never was a huge uh, fan of watching sports on TV. Do you know it's fun to watch them live? However, after that, after years of we need to have ESPN on with it showing hours and hours of the same exact thing on repeat. Um. Yeah, that and like in like and watching people make the mistake of asking for a channel check on that channel. Whew. Um, yeah, it made me really hate sports. 
Um, and we may have to have an episode just specifically dedicated to what the hell's with sports in this country because I don't understand that. Though, here's the thing about why it's so important in prison. The reason sports so important in prison, why it's such a big deal, is because it has to do with gambling. Um, people make money off of those games. They watch sport when they're watching Sports Center. They're trying to get the inside track and trying to find out who's playing, what's playing, get the latest updates, so that they know what to put their money on this week. And that's and like on Saturday and Sunday when the games are all going on, they've got their money on. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's football, like football season's over or basketball season's over. There's money on some sort of game going on. There is always money changing hands on sports. And um, I'm sure if you go and look at the the, the rule book um, on Texas prisons or wherever, whatever prison, they'll say, oh, but gambling's not allowed. Yeah, lots of things are not allowed in prisons, yet they manage to find their way in. And gambling happens constantly, constantly. Um, just like drugs happen all the time and just like sex happens all the time. All of them not supposed to happen. Oh, cell phones, illegal. You get a free world charge. You get a new charge on there. Guess what you'll find all all over prisons? Cell phones. Um, the media the media is happy to find ways to slip them in so that inmates will take pictures and things like that so that they can, you know, they can report on stories and stuff like that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, um, I mean, it's interesting. It's um, I don't understand the thing with sports. So on the other TV is what we call the movie TV. So usually that would at night weeknights and on weekends that would be changed to a channel that had was playing movies and people would watch movies, which that usually ended up being whatever you know the same. Like during each month, like you we only had access to certain channels. So like TNT, TBS, USA, and then the you know, ABC, CBS, um, NBC, and then Fox News. And that's it. Those are like our channels and ESPN. Um, so that's it. So, and TNT, USA, and TBS huh, play a lot of the same movies over and over again. And when one's in rotation, it'll play on all of those channels. And uh, so we we knew those movies. We knew... Lord of the Rings, um, backwards and forwards. We knew The Matrix, backwards and forwards. Um, we knew what else we have. Where's some of the others? There's a bunch of those like big name movies that they play. Oh, uh, well, they started playing Harry Potter, but they didn't. That was actually one they didn't play a whole lot of. Um, but there's certain, you know, certain big name movies. Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit was though those movies they played them to death. Star Wars movies. Oh gosh, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, those got played a lot. Um, so yeah, and whenever a new movie came out, you would not find a spot on the bench. So anyway, so since the movies were always usually the same, people wanted something quote unquote different, and that would end up being those lovely cop shows, and um, and even though. Once again, they probably have seen every, even though there's thousands of episodes of SVU 
and maybe hundreds of episodes of Chicago PD. I really don't know. I really don't care. And um, I hope it goes away. <laughs> like I really hope both these shows, you know, they really need to go away because um, they're really awful. And the reason that they're really awful is because um, they depict, they talk about a reality. Like the way they depict criminal justice does not exist. Um, and so law and order, the way it works is uh, a crime happens. Then the police find out about the crime. They, the police immediately start investigating. And then you'll see scenes of them going door to door, tracking the case down, making calls, doing, you know, investigating. And there's it, a lot of like if you watch the show, they're walking constantly. They're walking from place to place doing this, walking walking around town. They're going across all around the city of New York. This is for every law and order. All right. It doesn't matter if it's SVU or something else. They're doing this constantly, constant movement, constant checking down until they find their, their perp. All right. And they find the perp and then they bring them, bring them in for questioning and they, they hit them hard. They hit them hard with these questions and they, they're trying to get answers out of them. And it's, um, and you know, they don't, they don't care about the rules. Uh, they're, they're going to get the questions out of them and then, um, they go and then that person, uh, once they, once they're convinced that that's the person who did it, um, then they'll go in front of a judge and then now it's the DA's job to seal the deal and get this person all the time, get it, get, get them as much prison time, get them the harshest sentence possible because that's what that victim needs. That victim needs to cry on the stand, and then they, and then once that victim cries on the stand, the perp needs to come up there and then angrily admit that he did it. But it's the world that messed him up, and 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 show what an awful person he is, and then take no responsibility for what he did, but just be angry because they're just evil people, and they'll never take responsibility, and they should just be shot in the head anyway. So that's Law and Order. That's the Law and Order universe. Um, please let me know, Ryan at Shakedown.show. Let me know if I messed up um, the Law and Order episodes for you. Um, I've seen a few of them, so I have a feeling. I'm from the ones that I saw. That's exactly what happens. Um, anyway, oh, and I'm sorry if I spoiled an episode for you. If I'm, I'm sorry if I spoiled it. Um, the next one is Chicago PD. Chicago PD. I didn't think they could do worse. It's made by the exact same people as, as the people who make Law and Order. I didn't think he could go worse, but he. This is once again. Um, it's a police show where it's showing the police solving crimes at any cost. I have not seen much of this show, but I remember sitting down and deciding to watch it one day just to to see because I knew I understood that this was a pro police. We need to support the police. Oorah show. And I want no part of that. Um, once again, it's not because I hate police. It's because this, it's not, that's not how we solve problems. Police are the last, should be the last line of defense or less, the last possible option when a bad thing happens. When, when a problem happens, we need to find ways to heal. That is the key part, healing. All right. It's about finding ways to take um, – it's 
how do we heal the purse? Like when when someone robs a bank, how do we get, you know, how do we heal the person who is robbed? How do we heal the person who's doing the robbing and make them into a productive member of society? And that goes for every crime. How do we heal the victim so that we can get them as close as back to where they were so that they can move on and move past this event? And how do we take the person who committed the, the offense and get them to move past this as well and be a productive member of society? That's what we're trying to do. That's the ultimate goal. And that, I, I feel like that should be the goal every time. Chicago PD doesn't care about any of that. They're not trying to hear any of those, that noise. Which what I witnessed on Chicago PD with the first like first time I try and sit down and watch it, the like captain or whatever um, comes into a bar with a lead pipe, and uh, he's asking some questions, and the bartender doesn't want to answer because he's protecting his friend. What it doesn't matter. He doesn't want to answer. He's it, the guy. The captain comes in plain clothes to ask him questions, um, and. Um, Technically, in this universe, I imagine it happens in America where you, yeah, you're not required to answer the questions, okay? And then the captain proceeds to beat the bartender with a lead pipe. Mind you, the bartender isn't the suspect, all right? The bartender just knows something, may, may or may not know something about the suspect. And he beats him with the lead pipe, and then, of course... He reveals, oh, I did know a thing, and then points him in the right direction. First, yeah, I would know something too if you beat me with a lead pipe. I'd point you in any direction that gets the lead pipe off of me. Um, second, why, why with everything going on would we be promoting this? Why, why is this a show? Why is this like even allowed to be on TV? I and. And the fact that the inmates love this also baffles me. I don't, I don't understand it, um, but they love it. And I, part of the thing I do, I do understand the appeal of both of these universes. And the appeal is this: it's a universe where there's good people and there's evil people. And if we can just track down the evil people, then all of the evil we can just take the evil put it in a box and remove it from the world. And then all the good people can just be happy and live their lives. That's the universe where these, these come from is we just, there's good and evil and that's it, but that's not it. That's not what the world is. And a lot of people, they will say that everything they know about the legal system comes from law and order and probably Chicago PD now. And that is scary to think about because those shows don't portray reality. They portray this fictional world, which, once again, very comforting to live in. It's a great idea. Like, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if we could just send – we could just go through, find each evil person, send them to, to the moon, and then they – and be done with it. And then there's no more evil, all right? If we, you know, in the biblical sense, if we just got rid of Cain, then boom, we're done. It's over. You know, good day. And everyone could be happy, but that's not what's happening. And people, people do things because of motivations. They get motivated to do deviant behavior. 
and they they understand risk rewards. They under like they usually understand these things, um, and a lot of them in many situations, if they knew a different way to do these things, if they knew a legal way to achieve their goals, they might they would they would go about it. But we don't offer them that, and they definitely aren't going to learn it in prison. In prison, prison is specifically for learning how to be a more deviant, not necessarily a better deviant, just more deviant. And um, and that's so. Anytime, anytime we say, "Oh, let's send them off to prison," we're say, just remember what you're saying is, "I want to pay because you're paying for it." I want to pay to send people to a place so that they can become more deviant. And that's it. And it doesn't matter if they've been there a hundred times before, they will learn a new lesson each time. They will, there will be a different person there they haven't met before and they'll learn a new, new trick. And, uh, and yeah, they might not learn it well, but they might come right back through the door, um, but they'll, they'll learn something. So, um, and on on the topic of police shows, there's let's also talk about true crime, which is a, another extremely popular thing. Not so much in prison; we didn't really have access to it, except for like Dateline, though Dateline was very popular popular in prison. Um, but true crime, I know, is super popular. Like. We kind of like started advertising on True Crime Podcast because I kind of I kind of wanted to steal some of that audience, get them listening to this, to say like, "Hey, this is what's going on in prison," and also maybe stop listening to True Crime Podcast because um, that's messed up. Like they're so. Let's explain why True Crime Podcasts are messed up and why True Crime is kind of a misnomer. Um, there are some great True Crime ones. Like serial is the thing that everyone goes to when they think of true crime. And I've listened to it. I love it. Because what serial does is that it shows it had serial is called serial because this American life couldn't show the complexity of the case that they're describing in a single episode. They had to break it down into it to a series. That's the great part about serial. They took it and they took the time and effort and do it. But that's not what most true crime podcasts do. I mean, they might. Some of them do. Some of them are. And I let. And I want to be clear. I don't listen to true crime podcasts, so I can't tell you. I, there might be some really other gr- really great ones where they go into the nitty gritty and the details and try to understand what what's what. My problem with my my problem with it as a theory, though, like as in general, and with it being super popular. Is that true crime podcast focus on like the Zodiac killer and like mass murderers and they want to focus on the worst of the worst, which when you focus on the worst of the worst and you're binge listening to the worst of the worst cases out there or like when you're watching uh, a marathon of Dateline or investigative discovery um, and all you're seeing is husband after husband killing their wife after wife over and over again, you're going to think that everyone's killing everyone. And that's not really what's all going on. Does it happen a lot? Yeah. But does it happen to – it doesn't happen to the extent 
that what you're thinking of. And these these people, the reason they have a show, either an hour long or several episode series, is because these are ex- really extreme cases. Um, the fact that they, in a lot of these, they get trials. Um, they get, um, there's an extensive investigation. Those things don't happen in most cases. And statistically, statistically, 95% of cases do not go to trial. Like, so think about that. Think about if every true crime podcast and every uh, and every investigative discovery or dateline has a trial in it, they're only in the 5%. Like, so they're picking and choosing from a very small sample. They are not doing like they're not they're not showing like the representative masses of this of what's actually going on out there. So this is why I really don't like true crime. I really think it needs to be toned down or it needs to be changed so that you can really get into the real true crime, which is sometimes the true crime. Really what you should be a lot of times what you really need to be questioning in the crime, the true crime department is not necessarily the criminal. Like you really don't need a big, long story about the criminal. Sometimes you need a big, long story about what the history of the law that goes into it. Because I can tell you if someone gets in trouble for a pound of cocaine versus a pound of crack, those are one of those is a life sentence. And, um, and there's a long history behind that law that is really scary to learn about. And, and like, the same thing with when I started looking into, like, the difference between different types of manslaughter. I mean, it's scary to think that if I just, instead of, you know, if, if I did everything the same, I got drunk, I blacked out, and then I killed someone, or I could even kill several someones... But if instead of getting behind my car, I was the foreman on a construction site and then I killed a bunch of people because I was drunk and not taking care of things, but because I was in the lead role or whatever, it would be totally different and it would be a misdemeanor. That's scary. It's entirely scary. So these are like – the laws to me are like those some of the scariest things that need to be looked into and things that we don't think about. Um, and it's something that we have to really something we have to like we should think about really diving into and learn and learning about. But like learning about individual the the individual criminal and all that kind of stuff, sometimes it's good because I want like everyone should feel like each person is like each criminal is a person. There's a history. There's even the Zodiac Killer and Manson and all that. There's a history behind there. There's there's a long story that goes in there. And it's good to know because you should think it should be complex and difficult and there's motivation. There's motives in there and they get twisted and there's there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there as well. And even though it's not you, you should understand what is there. And, and then so that way – like I said, when the next version of them comes out, you can it will be easier to identify them and maybe even help them before they start harming others, which to me is always the ultimate goal. 
And on that, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. Um, once again, I appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, I, yeah, this is, um, I'm enjoying doing these bulk episodes and, um, I look forward to doing more and sending out more and doing, and, um, I'm excited to have more of these episodes coming out. Um, send me emails, Ryan at shakedown.show, um, for any suggestions or tips or ideas and, uh, or to cuss at Malone. I will be happy to forward those to, to him. And, um, yeah, thank you everybody. And thank you for listening. The Shakedown was produced at Longmont Public Media. And our theme song, Shakedown, was brought to you by Envato Elements. If you want any Shakedown merchandise or you want to support the show, you can go to waywordpress.com. That's W-A-Y-W-O-R-D-Press.com.